Hello, yoga teacher. It's Pedro Luna, the co-founder of the Next Level Yoga Academy. I have some exciting news for you. I just released my first ever ebook, and it's free. Beyond Yoga Teacher Training, practical tips to get your yoga teaching journey started. If you are hearing this right now, there's a link in the description of wherever you're streaming this podcast to grab a copy of it. All you have to do is jump on the email list, and we will send you a copy of the ebook with practical tips to get it going. And even if you're not new, there's some really solid advice just to refresh on as you're walking the path. I hope you enjoy it and enjoy this episode. Peace. Okay, in three, two, one, and we are live on Instagram, and we are here recording onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream, wherever you stream on tips on how to build your yoga community. And so I've been building uh, personally. Um, good morning, uh, Turtle Yogi. We're here on Instagram Live. So if you're uh, streaming here in like, I don't know, maybe today is, today is July 5th, 2022. If you're hearing this like way in the future, just know this recorded live. And uh, there's some there's some interaction that happens and stuff like this, which is great. So today we're talking about how to build your yoga community. And I'm going to give you, I have, I think six or seven things listed down here uh, that I wanted to share about. And then if anybody has any questions, I'll be happy to answer those um, as we're rolling live on this thing. So um, the number one tip, like, so I've been doing building community for 10 years. So it wasn't like I just started this last week or last year. I've been doing this for 10 years consistently. Uh, my wife and I have been building yoga retreats and hosting them and workshops for since 2018. So four and a, four years consistently. Um, and it's been great. And it takes time, it takes energy. And the number one thing that we have realized uh, among doing all of this community building is the number one is to give way more value than you what you ask for in return from your students or from your customers, uh, from your clients. Number one thing is to give way more value to them than what you're asking for in return. And what I mean by that is if you're hosting a, for me, what that means is when I'm teaching a yoga class or when I'm hosting a yoga experience, I'm always thinking about how can I give more than I can get from them every single time. I'm always, 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 um, thinking about that. So if it's, uh, let, let's say I teach yoga on the beach, right? So I have a, a large community of people that come to the beach for the sunrise. And we have a couple different, I have collaborated with my friend for a full moon experience. And we do it as a donation-based class, right? So this, if you're building a community, you're just starting out, a donation-based class is amazing. It's great. And it works. And you're offering value. And you're asking for something in return that's that someone can't afford. And if someone can't afford anything, it doesn't matter. You just allow them to come to the experience to get what they can right? To soak up the experience. And they're going to be super grateful for that. They're going to be able to come. They're going to have a great time. Maybe they're going to bring their friends and maybe they put some money in a jar for you. Maybe they send you a Venmo, but ultimately it's about just giving and serving your community. And in time that will lead to other things. It will. It just takes time. It takes time. You have to be patient with it. So I'm always thinking about how can I give as much as I can. You can host yoga challenges uh, here on Instagram. You can host uh, free experiences. Like you can host a workshop. You can do it by donation. You can do it for free. You know, it, when you're just starting out, it's nice to be able to do stuff for donation because uh, it's it's just easier. It's easier because you'll get more people to come. You'll get more people to come, especially if it's in a public setting like a park or like a beach or um, something like that. So just forward thinking on that. Those are essential. Um, be a visionary. 
right? So I always like to think, be a visionary and create things that don't exist in your community. This is a great example, and I'm going to share this. I, um, I was inspired to lead this full moon experience three years ago, maybe longer, when I went to somebody else's full moon experience. So I went to somebody else's full moon experience uh, in like three towns over from where I live. And I said, wow, this was an amazing thing. My wife and I went to the class. It was, it was awesome. And I said, well, nobody's doing this in where I live, in my town, you know, 20 minutes away. Nobody's doing it there. I said, well, why don't I, why don't I start it there? You know, and it wasn't, I didn't need to ask, her name is, her name is uh, Courtney. I didn't need to ask Courtney permission to start that in my community. Right? It's a co-created experience. I'm not going to take anything away from somebody that lives 20 minutes down the road and is doing their own thing that they've already been doing it for years and years and years. I'm not taking away from them. There's abundance everywhere for everybody. <clears throat> so if somebody is doing something that is in alignment with what you know, you go and you see it, you experience it, or you just feel uh, called to offer something, it's just a, it, a copycat game is okay. It's okay. Don't feel like you're an imposter, like you're stealing from somebody else. If it's something that feels right for you and that you're going to speak, you're going to do it authentically, right? You're going to offer the experience authentically for you. Like you're not, <laughs> you're doing it from a place within yourself, even though maybe it was somebody else's idea. Maybe it was somebody else's, I'm sure it was somebody else's idea before that and on and on and on. Feel free to borrow the idea and then share it in your community. Create it your own way. Put your own little twist on it. Doesn't always have to be, you know, you don't always have to recreate the wheel, right? There's plenty of people, plenty of people that have started hosting full moon uh, yoga experiences over the past, I've, since I've just came into my vibration, like four years, plenty of other people have started those things. Plenty. I don't know if I inspired them to do it. I don't know if it was the other girl that inspired me to do it. I don't know if they found it on the internet and somebody, maybe they went to a class in a whole nother country and they did it there and they got inspired to do it in their community. There's enough to go around and there's enough to share. So if you're feeling called to do something, do it. Do it from a place within yourself that feels like your message is authentically being shared and um, you don't need anybody else's blessing or permission. Now, I will say if you're going to start teaching something that's like in the same park where somebody else is teaching and you're just going to do it on a different day, that's a different conversation. You don't want to step on anybody's toes if um, somebody's already doing something and you're going to use the same exact place and do it like just on a different day or even the same day, but later in the day, like have a conversation about that. You know, use, use your head. But if it's far away, don't, you don't need permission to do it. Just go do it. There's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. Another tip to building your yoga community in a local sense, right? Let's, we're talking about local sense in this one, is to collaborate with a local business. Let's just say there's a juice bar in your community. Let's say there's a local restaurant or a wellness center. See if you can ask them to do some sort of collaboration. Maybe they can bring free samples of drinks or free samples of acai bowls or whatever it is, you know, free samples of food. Or maybe they want to sell something, whatever. But if you can do a cross-promotion, where you're saying you, you make a flyer, you're on the flyer, the juice bar's on the flyer, and then you all are co-promoting it. And it can be for a donation experience. You can be a ticketed class. But if you collaborate with other local businesses, that gives you a little bit of status. People see you as a leader in the community. People see you as an expert. And, and you can be just starting out. 
you could just be starting out in this and um, you don't have to be, you know, like a seasoned veteran teacher to do this. Let's just say you graduated training a few months ago. You could reach out to the juice bar and say, I'm holding so hosting something in the park. Would you want to sample, you know, your juices? They're going to, they're probably going to say, yeah, you know, they're probably going to say yes, because they're going to be able to reach an audience that maybe they weren't going to be able to reach, you know? So think about that. Who can, who is it in your community? Think about it right now. Think about it right this second. In your community, there's a local business that you frequent, that you like, that makes you feel good. Are they in alignment with something you'd like to offer? A yoga class. Let's just call it a basic yoga class. Could they come and enhance the experience for your students? You don't have to give, you're not giving any extra, you're, you're giving your students more value and it's not coming from you, but it's coming from something that you brought along with you. Think about that. Is that possible? And if it is, reach out to them. And don't just send a cold email. Go into the store, or the restaurant, or the juice bar, or the wellness center. Go in there and, and buy something and ask the question. Like, hey, I'm, I'm a local teacher. I do this in the community. Is this something that might be of interest to you? Like, who would I ask? Is there someone I could talk to? Are you the person? Who's the person? And then send an email from there if you need to. Or maybe the person's right there behind the counter and you can ask them. Do it. Do it. What? Okay, number four. Ask yourself this question. Is when you're, when you're creating community, it's like, what do you love to teach? Like, what do you love to teach? Is it power yoga? Is it yin yoga? Is it, you know, what is it? Whatever it is. Meditation. Think about what you love to teach. And then think about who that's going to serve. Who are the ideal clients? Where are they? What are they doing? What do they like to do? Where do they shop at? Where would they want to go with you? What kind of workshop would they like? Think about all those things. What do you love to teach? And who is the ideal client? And if what you love to teach... Let's say SUP yoga for an example. We're using SUP yoga for an example, randomly. If you love being on the water and teaching SUP yoga, which is a, definitely a specialized experience, how can you bring more people to that, to that thing? How can you bring them in? So you probably want to find out a, a local spot where people that love SUP yoga go or people that love SUP in general go. Maybe it's a local surf shop. Maybe it's uh, maybe there is a juice bar by the beach where a lot of people that do stand up paddleboard go, or by a lake. You know, is there a little lake rec center? Where where is that place where the the sup people might hang out? And figure that out. Maybe and if you like sup, you're probably already going there. And then just ask the question to a local business or a local place and see if you can put a little flyer in there. Can you post something up in there? Can you collaborate with them? So when you figure out what you love to teach, it will come naturally and you'll attract clients in because it's authentic. Like I love being on the water and I love being, I love teaching sup. Okay. So it's natural for me to approach somebody who might be interested in that or for a business that might be interested in being a, in collaboration with that. So I would always advise not creating something 
that doesn't really feel good that you're just doing because you need a little bit of money. Don't. That's not going to build you a community. That's going to build burnout. Might build your bank account for a little bit if it's like if it's very fruitful, but it's got to be like super fruitful. That's very, very, very rare. Do something that comes from a place within you that you love doing. If you love teaching a certain thing, then find the people that love that thing and give them as much value as you can. Don't waste your time doing other things within the yoga place. Don't waste your time. Just stick to what you love and do that. That's huge. It took me a long time to figure that out. It took me a real long time to figure that out. I was teaching a lot of hot yoga when I did not like teaching hot yoga. I just didn't like it anymore. I loved it for a long time, and then I didn't love it anymore. But I kept doing it over and over and over for probably a year or two after I really stopped liking it. Like, I really didn't like it at all. But I kept doing it. Um, and the more I kept doing that, I was taking away from being able to create other opportunities. It's... But at some, at some, I finally I realized like I gotta cut this out. Like I gotta stop doing this because this is just taking space away from things I want to actually create. So that comes with self awareness and you know, just listening to yourself. But that will help you build community around the thing that you actually want to be doing. So tune into that. What do you love to teach? Who does it resonate with? Where do they hang out? And how can you share it directly with them? Think about those things. Um. Next one, stand out by owning your voice and just being uniquely you. If you're quirky and weird, like in real life, just be quirky and weird on the yoga mat as you're teaching. Like if you have like a funny sense of humor, let that shine in your teaching because you're going to then attract, you're going to attract the people that like that. And your genuine personality when it comes out, when you're hanging out after class at the juice bar and you're being quirky and weird, it's going to be just like you were on the mat because they already like you from the class. Don't be different. Be the same. Be the same. I have a, you know, I've created memes on the internet for seven years about yoga. Seven years. Sometimes like funny, quirky meme stuff will come out in my class. Not, not all the time. There's a time and place for everything, but it's part of my personality. It's part of my DNA and it's part of who I am. And I'm going to own that 100%. And so I'm going to share stuff like that sometimes. Or I have three kids. Sometimes a dad joke just feels appropriate and just kind of slips out or comes out authentically or organically. People can resonate with that because it's you're a genuine human. You know, you're you're just being you. So just be uniquely you. Just be you. Don't try to be anybody else. And don't worry about like if what you're saying is gonna be like too much. Like if you're super, if you're serious, if you're a serious teacher and you're talking about, you know, spirituality, yoga philosophy, yoga history, if that's your jam then share that authentically because you know who's going to resonate with it? People that love yoga philosophy, yoga history, and want to learn more about that. And you're going to be able to teach them that because it's coming from a place of authenticity and an understanding that you love that. I don't love teaching yoga philosophy in my classes. It just doesn't, I, doesn't, I don't like it. Um, I know about yoga philosophy. I know about the history. I know about the sutras, the Vedas, the namas, yamas, the namas. Exa exactly, the namas. The what? <laughs> The yamas and the niyamas. But it doesn't mean that it's going to come out all the time in my class. There's a time and place for it. Sometimes it comes out when it feels right. But just be uniquely you. Be your own quirky, unique self because that's who people are going to resonate with. And they're going to want to have that person around them. When you decide you want to lead a yoga retreat someday, they're going to want to be around the yoga retreat person, you know, the leader 
That's the same person they've been taking class with. Even when you're going on a hike, even when you're having a lunch, even when you're doing an opening circle, they're going to want to be with that same person. Don't be two different people. Just be the same one. That is a key to building your community. Essential. How you show up, how the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, every single time. Don't deviate from that. I think I made my point. <laughs> and the last one that I'm going to share with you has brought me a lot of success. And everybody should always be doing this. When you decide that you're going to create a yoga experience for somebody or a private client for a community class, a yoga retreat, workshop, teacher training, think just like in chess. Think three moves ahead. Always. Where does this experience that I'm going to create for people in my community take them to and us to next? The yoga retreat doesn't end at the end of the yoga retreat. That part, that experience that y'all had together ends. But the relationship that you have is now even stronger. It's even stronger. So where are you going? To, what is the next move? Where does it lead in one year, three years, five years, 10, wherever? I'm, oh, I'm constantly thinking about that. I never create a one-off experience that's just like, hey, let's just have, um, let's just come here for a yoga class and then that's it. Peace. Never. It's a waste of time. Okay. Not, it's not a waste of time, but it's not a great use of time. Because what you want to do is to create a funnel, right? And it's people that want to genuinely hang out with not only you now, they've made friends at the places that you've gone and taken them to or, you know, experiences you've created with them. They've made friends and relationships there. So they're going to be together. And the next time you say, hey, we're going to do a workshop at, you know, the, the local studio or the wherever, they have friends there and they've made friends through you. You're the connector. You're the conduit. They're going to want to come to that next thing together, and it's going to bring more people. And it's just this big funnel of people that you're creating. But you have to think about, after we end this yoga retreat, what are we going to do next? And you have to have that already mapped out before you show up. Before you even finish the first yoga retreat, you should already have the other one lined up. Whether it's coming back to that same place or whether it's going to a different place. When you do a workshop, you should have the next workshop already lined up every time. My big vision, our big vision here at the Next Level Yoga Academy is for Summer and I is to, is to open a yoga retreat and wellness center from, to build one in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. That's the big vision. So every time I do something, even this, building trust with people, Getting people to like you, getting people to know you and know your story and what you're, what, what you're doing in the world and the impact you want to leave, people are going to continue to be drawn to you and show up for you and want to be able to do things with and, you know, and around you in your community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So always thinking long-term, a few moves ahead, always. When we just went to uh, a little story, so we just went to the Amalfi Coast of Italy and led a yoga retreat. We led a yoga retreat in Italy. 
it was great. It was two weeks. We had waited three years to be able to host this retreat, Summer and I. So we hosted the first retreat. It's amazing. We're about to start hosting the second one. It's also amazing. And we're getting a lot of feedback from people on the internet that says, hey, if you do that, when you do this again, or if you do this again in Italy, I want to go. Summer and I didn't have any plans to return. We didn't because we had, we've been thinking about this retreat since 2019. 2020 happened. Didn't have, we didn't go. 2021 happened. We didn't go. And then we finally got to go in 2022. And so we had already lined up our next retreat um, for, this, for next summer, August of 2023 in Peru. But we didn't line up Italy again. But there was so much energy created around the experience. I knew I had to act right then. And so what did I do? I put the money down for the deposit for a week in Italy in 2023. While I was still there in 2022, I made the deposit and I booked a week and it sold out like that, like that, because it was the energy. You're riding the energy. And so I said, well, shoot, I have another year. I still have a year till I'm coming back here. I might as well book another week. So I booked another week, sold out like that with the exception of one room. There's one room left. So this isn't a, this isn't a plug for that, but if you want to come to Italy, you better act quick because it's going to sell out. Um, and my point is that I wasn't prepared for that in the moment. I was prepared for a different retreat. But sometimes you have to shift and pivot and be aware. Listen to your community is essential. Listen to what they're asking you for. And if you're able to provide that experience for them, provide it. Because it's going to be fruitful for you. And it's also going to create more trust. It's going to say, wow, like this, you know, my, my teacher is able to make things happen. They're able to, they're able to make it happen. And if you can keep making things happen for your people, they're going to keep showing up for you over and over and over and over and over. 100%. No doubt. When the pandemic happened and I started teaching yoga online, I didn't know the first thing about teaching yoga online. I knew nothing. Zero. Not ever. I'd never done it. And I started teaching on Zoom like a lot of other yoga teachers out there. Started teaching yoga on Zoom. And slowly but surely, like right away, I figured out like I was just doing donation yoga on Zoom. I did that for six months, donation yoga on Zoom. It worked out for me. And then I created an actual sustainable online business with memberships and community building and all that kind of stuff. And we meet months a month and we have a great, you know, like a Zoom meetup, just hanging out, talking about life, you know, all, along with the yoga classes that we do four times a week. And it's great. But it started from an idea and listening to what my students were asking me for. And the more you listen to what they're asking you for, if you can serve that to them, it's going to be fruitful for you, beneficial for them, and really beneficial for everybody. As long as, going back to what we talked about earlier, you're doing what you love as far as teaching. As long as you're sharing authentic things that you're teaching and you like doing it. If you genuinely like building community and being around people, you're just going to keep being around people and keep building community. It's just going to keep happening organically because you genuinely like it, you know? And as you're doing all of this, you're going to keep leveling up. You're going to keep taking classes. You're going to keep taking trainings. You're going to keep learning yourself. And as you're learning, you're just sharing more learning with your students. And as you're sharing more knowledge, they're learning more. They're gaining more. They're feeling more confident. They're feeling better about themselves. They're connecting more with you. They're connecting more with other people that keep coming here. They've been seeing them for months, for years, showing up. Give yourself time. Don't be hard on yourself that your community isn't built in two months or three or one year or three, two years. It took me 10, 10 years, 10. And I feel like I'm just getting started, being honest. I feel like I'm just getting started and I've been doing this consistently teaching 
for 10 years. So give yourself time and space and give more value than you're what you're asking for in return. I feel like I just talked for like 23 minutes straight. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> in these live interact in these live podcasts, I feel like I'm always uh giving a lot of energy because I see different people popping on. I know different names. Uh, and it just inspires me to uh to get excited and just to share. And then sometimes it pivots and shifts when I see like somebody jump on. For example, uh Rebecca jumped on Instagram and we just went to Italy together and takes me right back to Positano in the in the LA <laughs> in the vertical city. <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's fun to be able to co-create experiences like this. And think about that all the time that the experiences you create with your students, they're with them. Without them, the experience is not the same for anybody, not for you, not for everybody else that's there, and definitely not for them because they didn't come. It's a co-created experience every time, every time. And thank them for that. Without you being here, the experience would not be the same. Think about that. Without them there, the experience isn't the same for anybody else. It's not. It's not. So, okay, I'm going to turn this off on the Spotify and the Apple. On Instagram Live, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll stay for a few. And I hope you got a lot of value out of this, uh, of a lot of this podcast. <laughs> out of this podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll record another one soon.